We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate, review us, please go ahead and do so, and don't forget to share and subscribe. Benicio. Welcome to another loaded Thursday slate of NBA action. Yeah, not too many games here, but um, five is a decent number. I mean, I'll actually play this one. It's a lot better than three and, uh, a you know, a, a, a little better than four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Not better than six, but it is better than four. Is that how we would like to accurately describe uh, the uh, picks that are available with this 10 teams in action for the Thursday slate? Uh, speaking of... Uh, the action here, the Rotowire DFS podcast has its action picking up every day on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate, review us, please go ahead and share and subscribe. Go ahead and give us five stars. Four and a half stars is acceptable. We will allow 
four stars. Beyond that, I think you seriously need to, re- need to reevaluate the situation in terms of rating us. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about how we rate the point guard position for the Thursday slate and talk about your top options here. Yeah, I think um, the guy who I want to make sure I have some exposure to is going to be Chris Paul here. Uh, you know, again, we've talked about it before. Kyrie Irving defense is nothing, uh, you know, spectacular. It's actually probably the biggest hole in his game. Uh, Steph Curry just went absolutely bananas against them in, I think, three quarters, right? Did they even play in the fourth quarter of their starters in that one? You know, if you count Andre Iguodala still hitting trays in the fourth quarter, then, yeah, yeah which was really ridiculous to me. I'm like, dude, you're up 40. Why is Iggy in the game? I understand. But again, that. I mean, he he's basically a bench player for them. You know what I mean? So, like, but you know, still. it's not his fault that it's not their fault that they have such a, you know, roster. Plus, yeah, plethora of talent that uh, mm-hmm. you know, he comes off the bench and is is you know one of those guys for them. Well, I mean, you know, seriously, you got fifteen guys on the roster. You know what I mean? Find somebody else besides the NBA Finals MVP. Start hitting threes forty up. You know, it's, yeah. it's, all, it's my only point. I, I get that he's a backup guy, but he's not really, really, really a backup guy. He's just you know they're just freaking loaded, and so yeah. People were, were like, what, what the hell? They're still shooting threes. I was like, yeah, clock management for them, not one of their strengths right now, I'm going to say. Hey, but you know what? I mean, that was a message game, too. Yeah, like, it, they basically it, sent the message when we're hitting our shots, no one's beating us. Yeah, you know, another th- side of that, too, like, I always, people who always, like, you know, at least in football anyway, complained about uh, people running up a score or something like, well, do something about it, you know. You don't expect teams to just lay down and run down the shot clock and heave up a shot, or or you know, r- um, just call running play after running play after running play. Do something about it. If you don't like what's happening to your defense, stop them. You know. So, yeah. I mean, I understand it when you're talking like youth sports with twelve year old kids or something like that. But when you get to the point where you're in the NBA, I mean, hey, you got both guys. Everybody on both sides is getting paid to play basketball. So this is your job. So. Mm-hmm. Again, if you don't like someone running up the score on you, take a little pride and play some defense. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. We're talking about slapping the floor here. What we're talking about, guys. So, all right. Well, in all seriousness, though, so we can sort of uh, move on a little bit from Chris Ball. Lock chalk option as well. Definitely going to uh, be a guy who's been uh, a popular play at least for the Thursday site. So I expect him to be uh, very popular for cash. Hit 69 monstrous points in that overtime win. Uh, obviously, the numbers get boosted up uh, by the OT, but hey, it all counts. And that was yeah. a close matchup. So you definitely profited there. Good matchup against again, like you said, against Kyrie Irving D in, in Cleveland. Um, then, then after that, I think there's some potential spots that we can we need to sort of. Uh, take a look at no way in heck am I playing Brandon Knight against San Antonio that uh, he's you know you would have to um, you could actually probably just get me to pull out some money and light it on fire before I put Brandon Knight into a lineup against the Spurs I understand it's Tony Tony Parker defense but between the snail ball and the great overall defense you really just don't have any business being in there with any Spurs so that's going to be off the table for me Uh, where else are you looking for some value um, uh, aside from the the top option yeah, I I have to check on, you know, Tyreek Evans. But even the other night when he played, uh, Drew Holiday has been putting up some good numbers. He's got um, 6X in three straight games, 36, 38, 37 fantasy points. He's right around 6K over on DraftKings. Yep, Drew Holiday um, is the official cheat code now with, with Eric Gordon suffering the uh, uh, broken finger, the fractured yes. finger injury. So, and you take a look at the minutes right there. 
Um, there have been what twenty, about twenty-seven and change or more in the past five games, and then he had a two-game stretch where he hit thirty-five and thirty-six. I expect him to get back into the thirty-something range. Sorry to step on your pick here, but I just wanted to uh, get, get that in there. Um, the the minutes restriction was listed uh, lifted as of Christmas, so he should be ready to roll. And now they need him to play the two guard role, which is nice. Um, so he he has an actual uh, some extra scoring load, and I think he's actually a better overall scorer than Eric Gordon. Uh, Eric Gordon might be the better shooter uh, uh, from from beyond the arc, but that's probably the only thing that he r- would really do consistently better. Maybe a little bit better rebound or two, but. Um, I just wanted to quickly get out, get that out there. I'm pretty sure you you and a lot of people are already aware um, that Eric Gordon has that that issue. But now that's going to be like a serious tick up uh, for you to sort of use a point guard who's going to have who should have a higher usage rate than he was um, over the past couple of games. And and in that span too, there 13, six, and ten had a double double against Charlotte. Uh, that was good for 36 fancy points as well. So yes, excellent play. I'm with you 1,000 percent there. Yeah, I after that though, I mean, there's not much else that I'm looking at. I mean, I'm probably either paying up for Paul, or if I have to, I'm coming down to Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't really see anything on the cheap side. You know, the one guy who is kind of cheap that stands out is Moutier, mm-hmm. but he, you know, we talked about this guy's just a turnover machine. So yeah. you know, he can get you maybe five x value. He's been putting up like twenty five to thirty fantasy points. His price is slowly rising. It's back up to fifty four hundred now. I don't think it's going to go much higher than this, but you know, he just, as long as Jameer Nelson's out, I think he's viable. But I don't, I don't really like him. I'd rather find the four or five hundred dollars and pay up for for Holiday. Um, I guess if you wanted some other big guys where you couldn't fit Chris Paul and you wanted to, you know, use Moutier in one guard spot and then you know Holiday as your point guard or vice versa, I, I guess that's a viable option. But I mean. You know, like I said, other than that, there's not much that I like on the cheap side of it at the at the point guard spot. Yeah, you know what? The one guy you could potentially make a case for, um, but the, it's been ugly all the way around. There is is supposed to be Patty Mills with uh, Tony Parker uh, missing yeah. time to the hip, but he really hasn't done much. Even when he's had opportunities throughout the season to get, to pick up extra minutes, there mm-hmm. he still continued to cap it at like 25. Yeah, that's oh. that's basically my problem. Is like we've had this discussion and we've been in this spot before with Patty Mills. Never been good, almost. It, it's yeah. never worked out for me. So like I, I realize that Parker may be out, and that that kind of points towards Mills. But he's burned me enough times at this point where I'm just a little bit, I, I'm just a little bit, you know, taken back. I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to push it with that one. So. Right. So what we're saying is, don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. With uh, Patty Mills, yeah, I, I think you're you're going to wind up having a banana in a tailpipe if you decide to put Patty Mills in your roster. So yeah, exactly. So um, and then the other person that you can sort of make a case for in GPPs is Darren Collison. Atlanta Hawks have been league average in terms of point guard defense um, over the past week. Uh, there's been getting some extra run for Dennis Schroeder, who was in the doghouse previously, and that should help the situation overall. And uh, to be uh, completely accurate, there you will get some shooting guard defense. Uh, for um, Darren Carlson because he plays a lot of the two towards the end of like the the second and the fourth quarter down the stretch and then w- then they're just like just outside the top ten on the season in shooting guard defense uh, is Atlanta so that's the one the weakest spot that you have was we've previously talked about on a show earlier this season in Kyle Corver so there's there's your little um, spot to sort of 
look in to get some extra ex- exposure and value. Um, but overall, I think I'm with you there. I'm sticking with Chris Paul, and then Drew Holiday is is the next guy that I want to get some exposure to, and I'm not really going to venture too far out of that. I would have felt a bit better about somebody like Rajon Rondo if it wasn't Atlanta, who has a good uh, defensive profile overall and does not run and gun too much. So um, there you have it there. I think we can just draw the line and at point guard and move on to the shooting guard position here. Uh, on on the Thursday site, and let's talk about your top options here. Yeah, I think it's kind of ugly to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, James Harden hasn't made va- he hasn't gone six times value since December ninth. So it's been almost forty five days since this guy's given you GPP upside. So to me, he's somebody that I haven't been playing much lately, and I feel like he's kind of off the table. Are you uh, are are you by the way looking at the twenty first? Because I don't see James Harden on my slate uh, for the ten games. I see. Tyrant. Oh, you know what? I might be, hold on. I might be on the wrong day. That would probably be why I have a lot more options here than I thought I did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hold on a second. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Tyree got okay. So yeah, I was. You know what? I it must have reset when I switched over to shooting guard. Gotcha. Um. Okay. Give me a second here, because now I got to redo the the list that I have uh, down here. I, will. I did my list on the twenty first. Okay. I have some guys that we I can talk about in the meantime here. Uh, obviously, Tyreek Evans on DraftKings, who is still shooting guard eligible, is it's got to be your top option in, in in my mind in this spot. It is going to be KCP defense, which is not bad uh, overall. Um, but you know, on a on a five game slate like we have uh, on the season, and you want to take a look at the the Detroit uh, defense. It's decent. It's uh, like just hanging outside the top 10 in, in terms of DVP. But when we have somebody at the shooting guard who's playing the point guard position and and sort of vice versa uh, with uh, New Orleans, I think that you're talking about a guy who is going to make a lot of sense. The only thing that you worry about with Tyreek Evans was that minutes cap there. He only played 21 minutes after sort of battling injuries uh, in in what three of the in two of the past past three games, missed the Memphis game and only played six minutes against Sacramento before leaving. So it is a little bit sketchy in that pot so maybe you want to leave him over to uh, uh, keep him sort of limited to GPPs so if that's the case then I would definitely be fine with that on the uh, um, other side of that if you want to get some exposure to KCP I'm okay uh, with him as a GPP only play the price is 5800 uh, can make some sense Will Barton you mentioned here earlier this week is a guy who's um, picked up the the production uh, a little bit as of late he had some serious trouble getting it going against OKC and only played 18 minutes so that to me can uh, rolls him out as a cash game option. I would feel much safer about using a guy, um, one of the two Clippers right now. JJ Redick definitely benefited mm-hmm. from from overtime. Set a career high with nine trays and scored forty points, which is ironic because out of the forty points, he only gets forty eight total DraftKings points. Um, which, but the price is still very very cheap at fifty four hundred. I don't expect it to elevate too much uh, from this spot. Uh, still should be below six K. So that might be like your your safer bet. And then if you want to go a little bit cheaper down below that, I'm okay with Jamal Crawford as well. Well, uh, Jamal Crawford is uh, probably about going to be at least a thousand dollars cheaper than uh, JJ Redick, and still hitting value overall has paid off six times his price tag or better in three of the past four. And then one game sandwich in between there, he still scored twenty-two and a half fantasy points, good for five point four times value, and does have a little bit of a better profile in terms of rebounds and assists. Came up with five assists in that uh, overtime game. Uh, against Houston as well, so um, you're you're going to be sitting in the twenty to twenty seven point range with Jamal Crawford. You know that, uh, so you have to feel good about the the rest of your options at small forward, power forward, and center. If you decide to go full on punt um, at the shooting guard position, so that's yeah. sort of what I'm looking at here. Um, what what else do you have in mind? 
Well, I was going to say, I actually think I like Crawford a little more than Redick here um, by for, taking the, the discount. Price. Yeah. Yeah, but basically taking a discount because Cleveland is a pretty good defensive team. So you don't want to go too heavy against them, although those are two guys that definitely stand out. Um, two other guys, speaking of guys that put up a whole bunch of points and not as many fantasy points, Devin Booker actually had a great game yesterday, um, shot the ball really well, 32 real-life points and finished with 31 fantasy points over on FanDuel yesterday. That's tough to do, to, to score more real-life points than fantasy points in a game, but... He managed. He managed to do it and still put up a pretty good game. I mean, again, the thing that he can do for you is he can score. So you know that's that's where you 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 kind of like him and where you get your value with Booker. Another guy who I'm kind of interested in. I wanted to get your take on. You know, how do you feel about Gary Harris? Because he's still playing 30, 35 minutes a game right now. Um, even with Gallinari back, like we said, we talked about it on the other show. The guy who really took a hit in minutes was Barton. Mm-hmm. But Gary Harris, 30, 35, 39, 37, 37, 30 minutes in his last five games. Hasn't done a ton in, in any of them, but he's putting up about 24, 25 fantasy points, which is 6x at his price of around 4K. So I think that he's a guy that I'm going to be looking at a little bit as a salary saver. Kind of like your your Crawford call, too, though. Um, you know, these guys are, are not guys that are likely to get you 40. And if you are going to take somebody in that mid-four price range, I think I would feel like Crawford has a better chance to get me 40 because I've actually seen him do it before as opposed to Gary Harris. So, you know, again, I mean, Harris is an interesting option, but I still think I prefer Jamal Crawford when you get down into that price range because they're only going to be like $100, $200 different. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. So probably going to – I'm fine with – with Jamal Crawford, it's just being your lock, your, your lock shooting guard option for for cash and GPPs um, on this short slate because of the less than inspiring options that we have um, uh, there in the middle. There's a lot of one trick ponies like that we have on this slate, like JJ Redick, Kyle Korver, uh, um, KCP is a little bit less of a, of a one trick pony, and then we have like serious question marks along the rest. You know, J.R. Smith super streaky. Will Barton has the the Gallinari problem and the trust issues. We're having trust issues, Will Barton. So uh, maybe you can do something about this and sort of ease our mind. All right. Uh, for those of you pod listeners who uh, want to ease your whole research uh, process here, you can do so with a 10-day free trial at rotowire.com. Here, um, all you do is uh, check out the website, rotowire.com slash pod. And if you like the advice of our podcast, you're going to love the website. Lineup optimizes for all the major sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer. Up to the mid depth charts, customizable league projections, all the research that you need on one tab in our daily tool here, along with defense versus position, daily lineups, projections, uh, yesterday's optimal lineup. You want to grade your own uh, lineup versus what uh, hit the top spot at the, in, in your GPPs. Got it all for you on a 10-day free trial here at rotowire.com slash pod. Let them know that Josh and Betty sent you, and we will uh, be sure to give you a little shout-out on the show as well. All right, small forward up here. Here are some big boys that we can maybe make some cases for here at the small forward position for Thursday. Let's talk about what you got here. Yeah, I really want to like Kawhi Leonard in this spot. Um, my biggest concern, though, is Phoenix has been really, really bad lately. And now Markeith got hurt last night in the game. I think Merza got hurt last night in the game. So they are just dropping, you know, forward options left and right. So you're down to, like, P.J. Tucker, who's probably going to see a ton of time. You know, John Lohr gets back in there. For some reason, T.J. Warren played like three minutes last night. I think, um, you know, the coach was talking about how he didn't trust him on defense or he wasn't playing hard. And who's that Hornacek over there, right? 
yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was talking about in his post-game conference how, you know, he didn't, like, single anybody out by name, but I think people kind of read through the lines about, like, you know, if you're not going to play defense, you're not going to play. Because the one guy who didn't play that everybody was like, why didn't he play was T.J. Warren. So I think he's kind of in the doghouse right now. But I think P.J. Tucker is a viable, cheap option. You know, like I said, if Merza's not playing and if uh, Markeith Morris are out, you know, he played 44 minutes in that last game against Indiana, put up 34 fantasy points. You know, we had seen him when he was playing 30 to 35 minutes a couple games back before Markeith started coming back in the fold. You know, he was putting up 28, 29, 30 fantasy points. He's still under 5K, and I think that now that, you know, a couple more of those guys are hurt again. They're going to need him to play big minutes. So I can see him playing 35 minutes in this game, probably getting just shy of 30 fantasy points, which, you know, for a $4,700 price tag is, is 6X value, right, what you need from him. Yeah, I, I could definitely see uh, those as, as being uh, plays that you can uh, viably profit from. Now, on the flip side of this here, um, I wanted to, I want to f- probably find a way, if I can, to um, spend some money on Kawhi Leonard if if I don't feel like I'm I'm locked into the top spots at power forward here and um, at center. Uh, so Kawhi Leonard against Phoenix um, is going to be one of the the best spots I think that we can get into in terms of defense on the spot. Uh, you take a look at what we're looking for in terms of totals. None of these games look like great in terms of pace, but Phoenix is by far the 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 team that we can sort of i guess target the most on the defensive end i would probably say that about memphis um uh, against denver on on the road but uh this i think phoenix in terms of just quality um players on on offense and defense and just you know it's like a college college sophomore team it's starting out there uh right now with the guys that they have in the lineup i think we probably need to, to make a case for Kawhi Leonard maybe going uh billy big time here at small forts. I'm going to be checking into that to see if I can make that work in my lineups. I'm, I definitely do like your, your PJ Tucker call. Um, if it wasn't San Antonio, but you know, he's, it looks like he's going to draw out, draw like a direct matchup against Kawhi. So I'm probably going to uh, look uh, away from that just a little bit. Now on the other side of this here, I think we need to sort of take a look at a couple options, uh, at least for GPPs. First is going to be Danilo Gallinari at 7,100. He is going to be about a thousand dollars cheaper than, um, Kawhi. And he's been the guy that's been uh, the Will Barton killer for the most part. Played 39 minutes, went for 27 with uh, four trays and three rebounds. Good for 37 times va- 37 fantasy points and five times value. And had, uh, before that little bit of a rough patch against Indiana and Miami, had paid off five and a half times value or greater in, in three straight games. And a minimum of five times value in six straight. So been super consistent, at least for cash games. Overall, and then you know, you take a look at what he has on defense. If he's going to draw, um, like uh, Matt Barnes or Jeff Green on the other side of that, it's going to be that's going to be juicy. Also, another guy that you can take a look at on the Memphis side of that is Jeff Green, uh, who has um, been a little bit um, ugly, let's just be honest, in terms of what he did early on in the middle of uh, beginning to the middle of January. But the last couple games has been picking up, played 30 and 27 minutes. And uh, paid a 5.3 and 6.7 times value overall. I know that's not like super inspiring. It's a very small sample, but it scored 16 points in three straight games. Uh, and we're talking about a small slate here, so we sort of had to just pick our poison uh, just a little bit. So that's what I'm probably gonna uh, taking a look at to get some exposure to at least for GPPs. Uh, if I'm not gonna be able to make room for uh, Kawhi Leonard action on the Thursday slate, anybody else that you like before we move on to power forward? 
No, I, I actually like uh, Gallinari a little bit, too, who you mentioned. And then Jeff Green, I just want to caution people, Jeff Green is only a tournament play. Yeah. Like, don't play this guy in cash. Believe me, I have lost enough hair on my own even before playing DFS, but he's cost me a lot more of it. You know, one game he'll have 30, the next game he'll come back and play, like, 24 minutes, have, like, six points, one rebound, one steal, and just stand around and do nothing, so... He can drive you crazy, but he also does have the ability to give you, you know, 35 to 40 point upside every once in a while. Yeah, the portion of my, of my hair on my head um, that I would have lost is already gone. So I don't have that problem that you have. You do have some hair to protect. For me, it's just not really an issue. Not much, though. Not yes. much. Yes. But <laughs> if I did have hair to protect, I would be concerned about Jeff Green in my cash games. So I'm, I am saying that I'm with you. I'm just saying we have a little bit of a different hair situation going on. All right, Power Forward is up next here on the slate, and um, we got Boogie. We got the best stretch four in the game, or stretch five. Well, anyway, he's eligible at Power Forward at DraftKings, so this is why we need to talk about him uh, right here. And then we've got Brow, who is still waiting to be cash game cleared uh, for Benny's lineups, and then yep. um, some other options. This is probably, the, I think, the deepest position up up top for, like, top five-ish plays that we can talk about there on Thursday. So if we're going value at like with Crawford and going value at small forward, this is where we can spend some money and feel good about it here on Thursday. Do you agree? Absolutely. That's um that's actually why I'm probably going to wind up going with guys like Crawford and, and P.J. Tucker because I expect to have at least two, if not three, of the four guys I'm about to talk about here on, on most of my rosters. So I agree with you with Cousins and um and Anthony Davis, you know, Cousins especially, I think, is in a, you know, he he's on a roll right now. He's putting up, you know, four, five, six x value. He's shoot, he's shooting the ball well. He's scoring, you know, close to like thirty points a game in most of these recent games. Putting up monster double doubles every game, like you know, thirty points, fourteen rebounds, thirty points, thirteen rebounds. Like you know, he's not getting you the twelve and ten double double where you're waiting in that last two minutes for like one more rebound or you know two points. I mean, he's getting them you know, with room to spare. And every game, he also adds in something else. Like, last game, I think he had six assists. Two games before that, he had five blocks. You know, the one game, he had, like, three assists, two blocks, and two steals. So not only does he score, not only does he rebound, but he adds stuff for you pretty much across the board. And, you know, as you like to point out, he even gives you a couple of those three-point bonuses as well if you're into that kind of thing. So, you know, Cousins is probably going to be, yeah, if you're into that thing, you know. Cousins is probably going to be my top option. You know, we joke about it, but I seriously don't play Anthony Davis in cash games anymore. Like, it was a New Year's resolution for me. You know, there's been too many times where he's gotten hurt. In tournaments, yeah, you can definitely play him. The guy can get you 50, 60 fantasy points. But I just feel like if I'm looking at these two guys, who's this, you know, I guess technically this is something strange to say, who's the safer guy to finish the game, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, you got to worry about him getting, like, five technical fouls and getting tossed. Um, whereas Davis, you got to worry about him, like, setting a screen and having a, a point guard knock him out for the game with a hard screen or something. So, you know, I think I think I feel safer with DeMarcus Cousins not getting tossed than I do with, uh, you know, and betting on Anthony Davis's health for cash. But for tournaments, yeah, both of these guys are viable options. You know, I think Cousins has been playing a little bit better. And I feel like that's going to be a little bit of a higher scoring game. Um, Atlanta and Sacramento have both been playing pretty fast. You know, Sacramento obviously plays really fast, but Atlanta's been playing a little paced up as well. And, um, you know, New Orleans against Detroit, 
Detroit is not a great defensive team, but they're not horrendous either. So I think Cousins is in a better spot. But the other two guys that I like too, I also like Millsap a lot going up against Sacramento. Me too. Um, you know, that's he, he's been basically doing everything for that team. He's the guy who plays the most minutes over there. He scores, he rebounds, he gets assists, he gets defensive stats. You know, I, I think that Millsap's in a great spot in a paced-up matchup against Sacramento. And LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, again, depending on how you feel that San Antonio game is going to play itself out, if it stays close, Aldridge has played so much better in the last, like, two weeks. He's back to being the guy that we all thought he was going to be for uh, San Antonio when he came over from Portland. So he's a guy that's still a little bit too cheap and has the ability to put up 40 fantasy points, as we've seen him do a few times recently. So of those four guys, I think every lineup I make is going to have two guys that I'm paying up for at this spot. And then, um, you know, from there, I'm going to try to fill out the rest of the roster. So I I like those four a lot. I'm not really looking at any of the guys beneath them. Um, You know, I think there's so much talent up at the top end and, Nothing that really jumps out at me as a great value play towards the bottom that, you know, it's a spot that I think I'm going to be paying up for. Yeah, I agree there as well. So um, Cousins, uh, Brow, um, who, who to me is actually probably my fourth choice among this group um, because he is super expensive and you haven't been getting five times value, even though Detroit defense is something that you probably want to get invested in. So I understand anybody who, who makes the case for him uh, on this slate, it's going to be one of the best options you can make aside from going off with Paul Millsap, who actually has a better uh, DVP spot uh, in terms of fancy points a lot and a better pace. Uh, the, the one issue that you have is uh, Brow gets to play at home. Millsap has to go on the road. Um, and LaMarcus Aldridge would be my um, third choice over, over Brow, who I have four um, in this spot. The only thing I, I worry about them is, is Phoenix is pretty bad you know so they could handle business in in uh, pretty quick fashion and we could see something closer to 20 minutes than the 27 yeah. to 30 plus that aldridge has been playing but it's paid off five times value in three of the past four games overall and then flipping back not too long ago to december 30th he went for 41 and a half fancy points and uh, got six times value on a 6400 price tag and you could tell the production has been um solid throughout the time since the beginning of the year because his price is up to 7k so i but you know he's been scoring 20 something points per game there in three of the past four with the exception of the cleveland game which was a little bit of an aberration there overall um six points and eight boards is something you like no matter who's playing is you're never really going to like uh you know count on or expect from from Aldridge. he's just too good to sort of throw those duds so i'll throw that game out even though um you know tristan thompson if he got a lot of that a lot of the run at the at the four against Aldridge would be a reason that could potentially happen because he's a pretty good defender um overall but yeah so uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is definitely a guy that I could see uh pivoting towards yeah in in some of these uh options for cash or for GPPs all right that is going to wrap it up for the power forward position anybody else you want to talk about before we move on to centers no I mean maybe for a tournament you can look at a guy like uh Kenneth Fareed Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he always has that big upside potential, but he also has those games where he plays 20, 25 minutes and yeah. puts up like 22 fantasy points mixed in. So for, it's, for, yeah, you're, you're, I, I just wanted to jump onto that really quickly. Yeah. Sorry for stepping on you again, but no, 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 it's all good. Yeah. Like definitely, definitely so weird and crazy to predict when it's a Kenneth Furry day. Cause like OKC, the pace is very good, but it's Serge Ibaka defense. So you really don't like think that would have been a good spot for him to go for a 40 ball, but he does. And then the next game too, you're like, Oh, okay. You know, here's a good, uh, a good spot for, uh, him against, uh, Minnesota who has KG, 
in the lineup there, and he plays uh, 18 minutes and puts up, you know, 15 fancy points and throws up a complete dud where you thought that he was going to take care of it of like a, you know, the old man and make some hay for you. So, yeah, definitely only limited GPPs, but will bounce, but can definitely be a guy that are like, oh, I'm glad I played this guy in my GPP today because he's 5,800 and I'm more, and I almost crushed that, that price tag for 7x like he did in the last game. So. Uh, yeah, I, I I would I will not feel bad as long as I limit it to GPPs and then sort of you know not sweat it if he throws up a dud. Uh, Zach Randolph defense if he, if Zach Randolph ends up getting the start um, is another thing to sort of pay attention to. So I would want to do do a lineup check there and and if it's Jeff Green at the four then I feel a, a lot better of it. If, if it's Zach Randolph I'm not as excited about the play. Okay, so, um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Did I, did I cover Kent Freed? Uh, I just I feel like stealing all your plays today is basically what it is. I'm, I, I apologize. Well, you know what? This is this is why I have beefs with five game slates because there's so much overlap because there's I, only so few options. You don't have a lot of ways to go. That's why I have to fight you for the guys that you were mentioning here. I was like, I want to talk about Kent Freed. You yeah. sit there in the corner and be quiet. Hey, that's fine by me. <laughs> Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the center position. But before we uh, do that, we're going to give the shout out to all the business owners out there who may need a website. And if you need a website, why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag and drop editor, there's no code needed you don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with wix.com wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day so when you're running your own business you're bound to be busy too busy too busy worrying about your budget too busy scheduling appointments too busy to build a website for your business and because you're too busy it has to be easy and that's where wix.com comes in with wix.com it's easy and free go to wix.com to create your own website today the results will be stunning all right, let's go ahead and get into the center position for Thursday slate and talk about your top options at the pivot. Yeah, I think if you have the money to spend up for him, Andre Drummond should put up about 40 to 50 fantasy points in this game at you know a little bit less than 9K. New Orleans has been one of the worst all season long against the center position. It's been a place that we try to you know pick on them all year long. So I think that when you have one of the more dominant centers we have in the league going up against one of the worst teams defending the center, you know, you you got to give him uh you got to give him a look. I also like the fact that he's down below $9,000 now. You know, he had that big start to the year when he was putting up, you know, Barbara Walters 2020 games and um you know, now that he's kind of back down to a little bit more of a reasonable price. I mean, he was like $1,000 more than the next closest center for a good while at the beginning of the season. Now he's down where he's like, you know, I think you got guys like Pau Gasol at like uh, 8500 So he's only a couple hundred dollars more than some of the other higher price centers in the 8000 range now. And I do think that he has a lot of upside. So Andre Drummond, if you got the money for it, is probably the guy that I'd be looking to pay up for here. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. Um, it's, it's an absolute cheat code, and I might sort of have to revise what I do in some other spots and just because it's going to be tough to roll Paul, um, DeMarcus Cousins, and Andre Drummond into all three lineups and still make it all fit, so we're going to have to make a tough choice. So ha- let's maybe do something we normally don't do and sort of power rank the three chalk options here. Who are you going to like make? Like if you want, somebody doesn't make the cut, 
who's one, two, three among those um, big boys for for Thursday? I actually um, think I'm going to be starting my lineups with Chris Paul and Andre Drummond. And the reason why is we talked about the other options at Power Forward who are viable Mm -hmm. that are slightly cheaper. Mm -hmm. Um, I like going down to some of those slightly cheaper options at Power Forward more than I like. You know, I think there's a bigger there's a bigger gap between, you know, some of those guys and some of the other guys. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, like, you know, I, I, if you look positional scarcity, that's the word I'm looking for. Yes. If you're looking for positional scarcity, I think center and point guard are tougher to fill with cheaper options than power forward is. Because you can, you know, I could come off of Cousins, save $2,000 down to Millsap, and have a team with Millsap, Drummond, and Chris Paul, where, you know, you spend, like, a little bit less than $27,000 on those three, and you still have, like, you know, four or $5,000 uh, to spend on the other spots, which, again, if you find one or two viable cheap options, you know, you can, you can fill that out pretty easily. If you go with Cousins at a little over 10K and Drummond at 9K and, you know, uh, Chris Paul at 9K, you're basically close to like twenty nine thousand, and now you got to fill out five spots on your roster with only twenty one thousand dollars. Meaning, you know, everybody on your roster is basically going to be four K to go with them. So, it's not going to be easy. But again, on the smaller slate nights, I do like the stars and scrubs approach. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm going to be starting out with Paul Drummond, and then you know, I, I hate to say it, but uh, probably only going to wind up with a, a Cousins roster or two in, in GPPs. All right, uh, I'm, that's that's okay with me. I, I can I understand that, and I believe um, that's the other is- issue that we have is there is more depth. Um, there is next to no depth at point guard. We mentioned that there as well. There's some names that you can make a case for, but they they're not in great defensive spots outside of um, you know Chris Paul there. So that's that's issue number one. Now issue number two here is like we have the the depth that we're looking for at the power forward position where you can save three k. Off of up to three k off of uh, Cuz in that spot, which makes the most sense to pivot from. And the uh, the only other thing I'll say too is like you can at least create some GPP differentiation here if you go down from Drummond and save a bunch of money with Marcus Sol or even Al Horford. Um, and you know Gasol is reasonable at seventy six hundred and has paid off five point uh, three times the price tag in four straight contests or better, and actually went seven point seven against uh, the New York Knicks, who have done a decent job defensively with. Uh, uh, Robin Lopez up in the middle, and then Al Horford again with Sacramento um, as well is 6,800 there as well. But the only issue that you have is Sacramento um, is middle of the pack. They're not like a target necessarily um, at the at the center position in in terms of DVP. And um, when you go up against Demarcus Cousins, he has he does a very good job of getting centers into foul trouble. So I have a little bit of a concern over him. I'd probably rather use Marcus Ole against the uh, the 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 Itch brothers, the Jokic and the Nurkic mm-hmm. uh, against uh, D- Denver. If I pivot down from Andre Drummond, so I will I would like to create some differentiation between the power forward and the center position and those two spots. So I still have some at least some GPP exposure to Cuz besides because he's been rolling overall. So I don't want to think I really want to fade him completely. Um, and if I do that, then you can step down to the Gasol or, or the Horford. But after that, I mean, unless you feel like using DeAndre Jordan uh, against Cleveland, who isn't actually cheaper than Marcus Gasol or Horford, it really does begin to get sketchy um, at the at the center position outside of those top three options. And do you see a cheap option that you can stump for? Because I don't personally. 
Yeah, I mean, basically, I'm going to play Drummond if I can fit him. If not, I agree with you. Gasol is the guy who I will try to pivot down to if I need a couple hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. The only guy who, like, I don't like with Jokic and Nurkic both back. I don't think either one of them is viable. Um, You know, old man Tim Duncan is the first guy to get rested or, or, or have a spot skipped in the rotation if they're winning, which I think they will be big against the Phoenix um, you know, I agree with you. Don't like DeAndre Jordan. Horford's in a little bit of a tough spot as an undersized big man going up against Cousins. So the only guy that even makes a little bit of sense to me, um, Willie Cauley-Stein is like 3200 bucks, and he's putting up like 18 to 20 fantasy points. Again, if you need to. But this is why I was saying I, I think Drummond is more important a guy to try to fit in your lineups because the drop-off from what he can give you in a good matchup against New Orleans to – what you can get from some other guys is, you know, it's just too big to really worry about. Yeah, I definitely hear hear that as well. All right, uh, that is going to wrap it up for today's show and all the, uh, the remaining centers. I think we've provided the best options that we can do on these, this edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast. So thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Titch, Stitcher. You can check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. You can also check me out on Twitter at JoshHatesFS. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you.